What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the GX WrestleCast, episode two. And I just want to start out by saying thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, the numbers have been encouraging. I'm happy that people are actually listening to this. That's awesome. If you're one of the people listening right now, I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you right now. So last week we talked about Money in the Bank and the week that was. I just want to call myself out right now. I was listening to the podcast because that's what I do. I listen to myself so I can try and figure out what I can do to improve. I found a major mistake. So last week, I, uh, I uh, NXT Great American Bash. What happened? Now, if you did listen to the first episode, you might have realized that it kind of just kind of glossed over uh, Great American Bash. So what ended up happening, I was trying to figure out how do I want to do this? Do I want to sit here and take notes on the shows while I watch them? Or am I reliable enough to just watch the show and then be able to just go off a of memory? That's what I tried to do with the Great American Bash last week. So obviously that didn't work because I didn't really remember much of anything so that's a slap in my own face uh that was a mistake i apologize i uh, figured out that uh taking notes is a uh, is a good idea considering how much wrestling content there is every week i'm definitely not going to be able to remember every single thing so i'm taking notes from now on for every show that i'm watching and i'm just going to try my best to point out the highlights lowlights whatever i th- i feel needs to be reported i'll report about So I apologize for glossing over NXT Great American Bash last week. It was a pretty solid show. I just, I didn't take notes. So that's my fault. I apologize. But moving on. So here we go. This is the week that was. So we got, we got a Raw. We got a, we got a, we got a, what do you call it? We got a, what the hell's that show that happens? NXT. We got NXT. We got AEW, which was on fire this week. We got Rampage and SmackDown. Uh, no pay-per-views as far as I can tell from this week. I'm recording this midweek, so as of right now, I haven't watched uh, SmackDown or Rampage, but I will be reviewing that as well in this podcast. So don't you worry, your beautiful little heads. So let's fucking dip in. Uh, in the week that was wrestling, uh, we're going to kick it off with Raw. Raw was in Texas this week. It kicks off with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's coming out. He's going to kick this show off. He comes out. He is... I just have to say that Brock Lesnar right now, uh, he's a very enjoyable to watch. Much better than his last, like, I don't know, four, four-ish years where he's been... I don't know. He just... he. It's very. It was very clear that it didn't look like his heart was fully into it. But now, you know, he's kind of embraced the Canadian thing. He's been living in Canada, just out in the woods, just going full Canadian cowboy. He's just hunting animals and it's awesome. He seems very happy. His hair's grown out. I don't really like the haircut, but um, you know, whatever. Brock Lesnar's happy and he's as entertaining as he's been as, as since he's been with like Kurt Angle back in like 2004, 2003 when those two were sticking together. That was a uh, Brock Lesnar's doing great right now. He, like he doesn't have Paul Heyman with him, so he's ha- has to cut his own promos. They're not amazing, but considering they're definitely a lot better than what he's been producing for the last, like, four years. I like Brock Lesnar right now. He's uh, he's very entertaining. So he he's out there. He's talking up, talking everybody up. He's getting hyped up for SummerSlam. And then Paul Heyman comes out. And he comes out. He's doing his thing. He's hyping everybody up. I mean, Paul Heyman, like I said before, he's one of the best 
promos. He's just one of the best talkers in the business right now. And it's just amazing. And then Theory comes out. He says that he's going to be cashing in his money in the bank at SummerSlam. So um, him saying that he is going to cash in at SummerSlam. Now, you can sit there and fucking think about it. If you think about it too hard, you're going to overthink it. Uh, is this guy going to cash in at SummerSlam? Um, as it is right now, I don't see Theory as a main a main event player. I enjoy Theory right now. I just think he's he's very fresh. Um, I can I just feel like Theory is going to hold on to this briefcase for as long as possible. I don't think he's going to be cashing in at SummerSlam. I think he's just going to be teasing everybody for as long as possible. Kind of not quite like Edge when he first won it. Edge was like really kind of low-key holding on to that briefcase and he held on to it for almost the full year and then cashed in at just the ultimate opportunist time you know what i'm saying and it was amazing so if i had to predict it i don't think theory is going to cash in at SummerSlam because if if he has a brain on his shoulders he he it doesn't matter he's not going to be beating brock lesnar or roman reigns whoever wins at SummerSlam. um so yeah, he calls out Brock Lesnar and or Roman Reigns, whoever's going to win. Uh, then Alpha Academy comes out. Brock Lesnar just destroys them. And and I'm telling you, he destroys them. He just eviscerates these guys. I, I believe he put Otis through a table. It was awesome. A very, very good segment to open up Raw. I was digging it. Um, I enjoyed this Raw overall. I'm just going to give you a little sneak peek into that. It was a pretty decent Raw. I enjoyed myself. Uh, after after Brock Lesnar destroys them, we got Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor. Now, on paper, that sounds like a hell of a match, am I right? Now, if you could just take like 15 years off of Rey Mysterio, after F, off of Rey Mysterio, and then I mean, Rey Mysterio is still very good in the ring. Now he is limited, obviously. I mean, he's been wrestling for over 30 years. Um, but he still has it, man. He absolutely still has it. I mean, in comparison to his son, Dominic, I could watch, I could still watch Rey Mysterio do his thing. And, and he's wrestling Finn Balor. And like I said, on paper, this sounds like a really good match. And, you know, it was pretty good. Um, before the match takes place, uh, Priest, Damian Priest cuts a promo. He wants Dominic to join the Judgment Day. So, hey, that's a little bit more we're pushing towards that Dominic like, I feel like we all kind of know this is coming, right? Like, Dominic, at some point here, he's got to turn on his dad, right? And then, you know, he's got to make a, a name for himself. So he can't just keep uh, leeching off of Rey Mysterio for, you know, he's been doing this for like a year now. Um, uh, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not 100% sold on Dominic. You know, he has, he has some talent, but not like eye-popping amazing talent like he doesn't have he's not like Rey Mysterio when he was 20 years old but you know Dominic is Dominic I remember Dominic from when he was a, a very small child um Finn calls Rey Mysterio a bad fada um it was pretty cute and uh, Rey Mysterio absolutely explodes they have a pretty good match. You know, it was a pretty good match. Um, like I said, if we could just knock like 15 years off Rey Mysterio, a few years off of Finn Balor, maybe not have this match in WWE, it would be it would be a, a show stealer for sure. But they did have a pretty solid match. There's nothing bad about the match. It was pretty good. Finn Balor does get the win. So I was a little bit concerned that maybe Rey Mysterio is going to win here. And then I would have been like, okay, what is Judgment Day? Like, what are we doing with this? Like, they don't seem to ever win. But Finn Balor does get the win, so it's a good sign for Judgment Day. 
I, I, I like Judgment Day when Edge was with it. I am not a big Finn Balor guy. I, I, let's just say I'm not a big WWE Finn Balor guy. I am aware of what Finn Balor's done around the, the industry. Uh, he was honestly one of the guys that got me back into it. I heard about this guy and I was like, wow, he's so cool. I saw the demon and then he got hurt. And it was just, uh, just ever since that injury happened when he initially was the first ever universal champion he got injured during the match he had to give it up he was gone for a really long time and he came back and that momentum in my opinion was just gone he never got it back oh excuse me i had some beers so i'm gonna be a little burpy my apologies but yeah finn balor just hasn't really gotten back that momentum when he first got into the company you know the demon thing just i don't know it ran its course finn balor's not a big fan of the demon uh, the last time we saw the demon was last year at SummerSlam. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was pretty awful. Um, kind of basically buried the demon. So I don't know if we're ever going to see the demon again. But uh, I like the demon character, you know. Um, uh, they had a good match. Yep. Uh, now I'm asking. Do you think that Dominic is going to join the Judgment Day? I think, sure, why not? It, it, it can't be, like, it, we need a change here. I think Dominic is kind of just swimming in circles right now i think people get like the gimmick has ran its course he's Rey mysterio's son they won the tag team titles together uh i believe the only uh father-son duo tag team champions in history wwe history so boom they got that going for him so let's get let's get dominic turn him heel turn him on his dad and then boom let's get the dominic thing going let's see what this guy's got um becky joins commentary after that um she looks excellent i mean almost every week becky lynch comes out uh and and her boyfriend or her husband seth rollins they both just have an unbelievable closet of of insanely just just crazy goddamn outfits i mean sometimes i think that seth rollins goes into becky lynch's closet and becky goes into seth seth's closet and they kind of steal each other's outfits they're just bumping absolutely bumping freaking outfits she cuts a fiery promo and that leads into the raw women's title match bianca is fighting carmella so we're having a rematch here from money in the bank uh i feel this is justified because the match kind of got thrown together last minute rhea ripley was initially supposed to fight bianca rhea ripley got hurt so they put in carmella they had an okay match at money in the bank but this match was 100 redemption um Filled up with a lot of cool counters. KOD into a face plant by Mela. That was a really cool spot. Uh, Becky is distracting Bianca. And uh, that leads to a count out for Bianca. Uh, Carmella wins, but she doesn't win the title, obviously. This was a, a much more enjoyable match. This was a way better match overall than Bianca and Mela's uh, Money in the Bank match. I, they must have had more time to kind of figure out, get some chemistry going, because this match was much, 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 much better than their Money in the Bank. I'm not saying their Money in the Bank match was bad, but this one was good. Much better. Uh, Mella wins, but she does get the KOD at the end. Uh, and I noted, obviously, the, the match was much better than Money in the Bank. These two uh, definitely got a much better chemistry. It was an enjoyable match. I really liked it. So after that, we got uh, Miz TV. And uh, his his guest tonight is going to be Champa. Uh, Champa, mm, man, uh, had one of the weaker introductions to the main roster. You know, not a lot of hype. He was just kind of popping up randomly, and it looks like he's really starting to align himself here with the Miz for some reason. I don't get the pairing, 
but I kind of understand what Champa's doing here. I think he's just trying to do whatever he can to get on air, and he's going to use the Miz to get that airtime. So I can see Champa turning on the Miz at some point, but not tonight. Uh, Miz wants Logan Paul to join him. AJ Styles comes out, says Miz has tiny balls. They've been doing the tiny balls thing. Crowd gets into it, saying Miz has tiny balls. Miz uh, comes back, says, I don't have tiny balls, but he definitely has tiny balls, bro. Um, <laughs> AJ throws chairs, uh, clears the ring, empties out all the ring. You know, the Miz has got his fucking setup. Every time the Miz comes out and they have the setup for Miz TV, it's almost a guarantee that someone's going to come out, destroy the set, throw everything out. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel shows up, says that Miz has tiny balls. That leads to a tag team match with Zeke and AJ teaming up versus uh, Miz and Champa. Uh, eh, you know, uh, whatever. Well, this is a definitely a tag team heavy event tonight. Uh, Champa gets DQ'd, attacking AJ Styles. Champa takes hit for the Miz. Solid tag team match. I didn't hate it. It was all right. I'm a huge fan of Champa. I feel like he's not getting his due here on the main roster. Miz is the Miz. You know, um, I have been, I honestly have been on the Miz pretty much his whole career. I've been watching, uh, I've been aware of him since 2004. I watched him through Tough Enough and then watched him struggle as being a host afterwards. And uh, honestly, the best thing the Miz has ever done is being in a tag team with John Morrison. John Morrison recently got let go. Uh, and yeah, I think that's honestly the best thing the Miz has done and John Morrison for that fact in the WWE is those two together is money but that's a that's a story for a different day the Miz otherwise you know his main event run where he won the world title and was involved with John Cena and The Rock uh I don't know about that not so great but you know the Miz definitely earned his respect he's been around for so long and uh you know right now I don't really like him because he's more worried about promoting his shows but you know the Miz is fine uh, after that, we get a Lashley and Riddle funny backstage moment. Uh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss uh, then is tagging with Asuka versus uh, Nikki and Dewdrop. Oh boy, what could I say about <sighs> Nikki A.S.H.? Almost a superhero. That is what A.S.H. A.S.H. stands for. Um, Nikki is one of my more favored women in the company right now. She's been going through a bit of an up and down. I'm happy she re she did end up winning the women's world title, but going down is one of the most forgettable title reigns. Um, now that she's doing the superhero gimmick, I I I don't know, man. Like, there's definitely some potential there. I don't I don't think they know 100% what this is, but I I really dug when you know Nikki was kind of turning heel, and I don't know if anyone out there watches the show on Amazon Prime, The Boys. But that show is basically about superheroes that aren't so super. They're actually like really corrupted, fucked up people. And that's the kind of character I think um, Nikki should become. They've teased it a little bit, but they haven't like fully committed to it. So, you know, I'm just hoping that that will happen. Uh, they have a meh match. Uh, Alexa all of a sudden is using a DDT as a finisher. I'm, uh, I'm a little down on that. You know, I feel like... Like, she has uh, Twisted Bliss, which is an alright kind of a uh, twisting moonsault off the top rope. It sounds cooler than it actually is. If you watch it, it's kind of underwhelming. 
Uh, but right now, she uh, appears to be rocking a straight-up just DDT as a finisher. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in that, you know, uh, considering how many finishers there are out there. And they're just kind of falling on a, a pretty standard DDT. Kind of has me going, like, what the hell? I'm kind of, like, lost on Alexa Bliss right now. Like, she's definitely going through a little bit of a character crisis. Kind of a lost, lost puppy in the shuffle right now. Like, we all know that Alexa Bliss is awesome. And I'm just waiting for her to turn heel because right now she's doing the baby face thing and I think it's terrible. Alexa Bliss is as natural a heel as I've ever seen. She's so much better as a heel. The baby face thing, man, it just doesn't work. I don't I don't like Alexa Bliss at all doing the baby face thing. Yeah, so it wasn't that much that not not a great match. Uh, after that, we move to uh, Jimmy Uso versus Angelo Dawkins. But first, you got the Usos. They're going to cut a promo first. Uh, it was a solid promo. You know, I like the Usos. They they have their kind of uh, weird way of cutting promos. <coughs> uh, it's passionate. It's fiery. It's good stuff. Uh, then the Prophets, their turn for a promo. Pretty good stuff. And then, boom, all of a sudden, R-Truth is out here. R-Truth is out here. So this has got to be good, right? I mean, R-Truth always good for a laugh he's always gonna come out and do some pretty good shit uh he wants to be a tag team counselor and is now a certified referee so he wants to be involved in this he wants to be a special ref at SummerSlam. um i'm down with that i mean our truth is money he's uh, very very entertaining uh it doesn't really wrestle anymore but he can i i think his sole goal out there like for the last few years is just to go out there say whatever the hell he wants and like it just seems like his goal is to go out there and try to make the other wrestlers break character he just wants to get them laughing and during this the usos uh definitely were cracking up a little bit i mean it's kind of hard uh our truth is just so damn funny uh our truth goes off showing off his referee skills he's going down there you know showing off his two counts showing off his uh counting out of the ring is great stuff great stuff uh, he gets clown. He gets called a clown ass. He gets pretty pissed off with that. Now he wants to fight the Usos. This is great stuff. Very entertaining. Um, anything with with our truth, it's gonna be good stuff. And then we got more people coming out. We got MVP and Almost come out. A brawl breaks out. Truth is beaten up. Yet a, yet another tag team match is is started. We got the Usos plus Almost. Uh, going up against our truth and the Prophets. Usos and Almost get the win. It's you know it was a it was a tag team match. Not much to say. Uh, segment before was good. Match was okay. Like I said, backstage interview after that match with with Seth Rollins. He's chirping Riddle. Um, I mean Seth Rollins right now. Goddamn, the guy is just kind of lost it. He's just fully embraced his character of being a psychopath. Wearing ridiculous outfits every week. He's, I can't even imagine. It's basically like the Don Cherry of the WWE. Every week he's coming out with a new suit. Uh, he's got fetas. He's got fluffy stuff. I mean, he's wearing whatever the hell this guy wants. And it's phenomenal. Seth Rollins is, is, is an MVP in the WWE. Without question. Uh, Theory pops out. He wants advice from Seth Rollins on how to use his Money in the Bank contract because we all know that Seth Rollins used his Money in the Bank for uh, the heist of the century, one of the greatest uh, Money in the Bank cash-ins of all time. So Theory looking for a little bit of uh, advice from him. 
that's followed by Logan Paul having a segment. He's responding to The Miz uh, with a no. I am not going to join you, but he is going to come to Raw next week. So next week we're gonna we're gonna be graced, absolutely graced with the presence of Logan Paul. I cannot wait. Um, honest to God, he's not that bad. I'm not a big fan of the guy uh, in general, but, you know, I don't mind his work so far in the WWE. It's not so bad. Uh, after that, we get a tag team match. Lashley and Riddle are teaming up to go against Seth and Theory. Ziggler comes out mid-match. Okay. Um, a, a little zigzag. I mean, I, I love me some Dolph Ziggler. I want this guy to go to AEW or even Impact. I need this guy to get the hell out of WWE. WWE doesn't know what they're sitting on with this guy. The guy is immensely talented. He makes everybody look good. He can have a great match with anybody. He's a solid promo. Excuse me. But he just needs to get a character down and develop that character and stick with that character. He's been all over the map for years now. Poor Dolph Ziggler, man. But interestingly, interestingly enough, he's out here watching the match. Watching the match. Uh, where's that going to lead? Uh, Bobby plows uh, Seth through the barricade. A classic Bobby spot. He kind of does this almost every week. Kind of a WWE trope. I mean, the second they get a sniff that the crowd liked something, they're just going to do it pretty much every single match until it's like basically just uh, numbed. Like, yeah, like, it's so sick to watch a guy get fucking mutilated through the barricade, just destroyed. But I've seen this happen, like, what, three dozen times now since Bobby Lashley's returned? And he's not the only guy that does that. Pretty much every big guy. Braun Strowman did it. Goldberg does it. Fucking any big guy that has a spear in their repertoire. Roman Reigns does it. It's just, you know, it's about... You know, uh, the repetition in WWE is, like, one of the biggest things I have a problem with. Like, the second, like I just said, like, the second they got something cool, they just absolutely numb it until it's not cool no more. They got to be able to spread that out. They're all about making the moment right now, and it's like, they don't do long-term booking. And long-term booking is just so satisfying when it's done well. And we all have seen WWE, they can do long-term booking. Remember Daniel Bryan, even though that was, like kind of an a happy accident that the whole yes movement happened but look at look at the move it was a whole movement people still do the yes chance today so just saying uh ziggler uh prevents theory from pinning uh bro rko to theory and bro gets the pin and win bobby lashley and bro victorious uh yeah pretty standard decent uh, tag team match uh after that Ziggler hits Theory with a super kick. Solid tag team match. Uh, and that was the end of Raw. Holy shit. That was a... It was a solid Raw overall. You know, we don't, I don't really understand what's happening with Dolph Ziggler. Again, it looks like another character change. Is he still going to be tagging with Bobby Roode? Like, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that tag team in particular. But I am a large... I'm a big fan of both of those wrestlers. So, I don't know, man. Like, those two have just been kind of drowning. They're immensely talented. 
Uh, Bobby Roode in NXT was was immensely amazing. Uh, very, very entertaining. I'd love to see Bobby Roode get back to that. I just want to see more of these guys. Like Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are, are, are just so underrated and so unused in the company. But this is this is something. So at least he showed up. He's getting involved in some, some higher-end uh, stuff on Raw. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, for next week and see what's going on with Zig Zig. Uh, overall, it was a good match. It was a, <clears throat> sorry, excuse, excuse me. Good raw overall. Uh, boom. Okay, let's move on to the next one. We got NXT. I took notes this time. Okay, so the, so NXT kicks off. We got uh, Roxanne is attacked. We don't know who attacks her, but it's pretty clear that it's uh, probably something to do with toxic attraction because Roxanne has a title match tonight with Mandy Rose, who is the leader of toxic attraction. So... That is going to be the theme of tonight. We're, we're trying to figure out, you know, what happened to Roxanne. Is she going to be okay for her title match, main event match tonight? Um, that goes into Giovanni Vinci versus Apollo Crews. So uh, Giovanni used to be paired up with um, uh, Gunter and the other guy that's still with him. He's kind of gone off doing his own thing, uh, single single run he's kind of got this uh i don't know there's someone back there is a big fan of modeling uh this guy's got the model gimmick going for him uh i mean the guy is chiseled out of stone i can't deny it the guy is he's ridiculous he's chiseled out of stone i i would do a lot of things to look the way that he does but um the gimmick kind of sucks but um yeah he's going up against apollo cruz apollo cruz another guy that's just kind of had a wacky uh year or two here uh, he was doing his thing in NXT. He was a, kind of a fan favorite down there in NXT. Very impressive uh, athlete. This guy is insanely athletic. Uh, <laughs> a, a kind of a smaller Bobby Lashley. Uh, he's not as ripped. I mean, that's, you know, uh, not many people in the world are as ripped and in good a shape as Bobby Lashley. But this guy's damn close. Um, athletically, this guy is insane. Uh, he gets called up to the main roster way earlier than I think he needed to be and at a really bad time when other people were getting called up all in mass. So he gets lost in the shuffle. No one really cares about him. He changes gimmicks into this really weird, all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's Nigerian. He's a Nigerian prince. He's got a big guy with him. He's doing the accent. It's really weird. He goes heel and it just doesn't really click at all on the main roster. So now he's back down here in NXT. I mean, the NXT crowd is very, very happy to see this guy, me included. I mean, we didn't get to finish Apollo Crews' NXT run. He got called up prematurely for no reason. It was a very common thing that's been happening, and now he's back in NXT. Um, I mean, he has a hell of a match here. I'm not going to lie. These two put on a, a hell of a match. Uh, it starts out with an awkward fall to the outside for Apollo. Uh, lots of there was a commercial break throughout this match. Uh, they were doing lots of rest holds, but after the commercial break, we get some sick springboard into a drop kick counter. These guys were just beating the shit out of each other. Lots of hard chops, lots of hard elbows. Giovanni ca catches Apollo off the top rope into a suplex. So Apollo Cruz is a pretty beefy guy. I'd say like I don't know, 240, 250 pounds. He's not small, and Giovanni showing off the pure strength that he catches Apollo 
midair into a suplex and then deadlifts him up into the suplex and just extremely impressive i mean giovanni has got the strength that is some i was very impressed with that uh giovanni on the outside of the ring takes a a phone from a fan uh obviously this fan was planted but um takes his phone uh zion quinn comes out he attacks apollo uh, he was just sitting in the crowd, crowd just lurking. He, apparently, he was there the whole time. Uh, he jumps out, attacks Apollo. Uh, Vinci hits the power bomb and gets the one, two, three for the victory. Uh, this was a really good ass match. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't really care much at all for Giovanni's gimmick, but his wrestling was excellent. Excellent match. Uh, we all know if you guys have known, uh, watched Apollo down in NXT, we know this guy has um, hella skill in the ring, and these two put on a hell of a match. It was a good shit. I really liked it. Uh, after the match, we get an interview with Cora Jade. She's pissed off that her tag team partner, Roxanne, was attacked. Uh, Tiffany Stratton segment follows after that. Uh, pretty mad, you know, she's just a rich girl doing rich girl things. Uh, I don't know, just a meh for me. Uh, Cameron Grimes comes out and addresses the crowd. Uh, Cameron Grimes is a very sad panda. He's a very sad panda. He lost the match. He didn't get the world title, so he's a little bit sad, a little upset. Then we get McDonough comes out. He's attacking Grimes. And uh, so he attacked Grimes after the match at Great America Bash. So these guys have gotten a little bit of beef going on here. Um, I just need to say that J.D. McDonough looks just like Finn Balor if he was younger and extremely stoned. Just had to say it. The guy, he looks stoned. But, and he sounds just like Finn Balor, both both from Ireland. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they have some beef. Uh, Grimes is fired the fuck up. He is losing his shit in the ring. Not impressed that he got attacked. Uh, so, I could see these guys are getting into a program here. I think it's going to be pretty dope. I don't know very, very much about McDonough. I saw him a little bit here and there on uh, NXT UK. Uh, he's talented, man. He's very talented, so let's see what this guy's got. Uh, after that, we get Roderick is pissed off at Kemp for talking to the Creed brothers. Uh, these guys used to be partners, but now it's kind of falling apart. So Roderick not too happy that uh, Kemp is talking to the Creed's. Uh, that's followed by an interview with Grayson Waller. It's fine. Uh, Grayson Waller is a pretty good talker. Uh, I don't know. People are pretty hot on this guy. Um, he's a, he's fine. You know, he's okay. I'm not very big on his matches. He's he's fine right now. He's fine with me. Don't hate him. Don't love him. Uh, that's followed by a, mat, a match. We got uh, Tatum Paxley versus Caden Kata. Uh, Ivy comes out to encourage Paxley. She is with the Diamond Mind, I do believe. I think she's trying to uh, coerce Paxley maybe into joining. Uh, Paxley rolls up Carter for the victory. Uh, it was a quick match, but it wasn't bad. Not good. Just kind of a quick shove it in there match. More about the storyline between uh, Paxley and Ivy. Let's see where that goes. Uh, we got a weird promo by Joe Gacy. Um, you know, he's kind of, I don't know, a lot. he gets a lot of comparisons to Bray Wyatt. Now, I mean, he's not Bray Wyatt, obviously, but I mean, I can, I understand fully the, the comparison that he's drawing um, to Bray Wyatt because he's kind of just spewing this weird, uh, I don't know, cultic kind of nonsense, just mostly gibberish, right? And now he's being uh, walked around by these hooded figures, 
We don't know who these dudes are. He used to be with uh, one guy, I don't know, some bald, crazy-looking guy. He's gone now, and he may be one of the hooded figures. I don't know. Joe Gacy is a is an interesting cat. I don't know how well it's really going for him um, with with this gimmick. It's a, it's a unique gimmick. I'll definitely give it that. I don't know how like well in my opinion it's kind of just meh he hasn't done anything extremely cool it's still kind of new i just like the fact that they're trying something different with the guy uh, wrestling is solid you know he's not extremely well i didn't get to experience the bray wyatt thing um while it was beginning i didn't I didn't uh, watch when he was doing like the Hawaiian shirt gimmick and kind of the the Cape Fear kind of thing that he was doing. I wasn't there for that. Um, I got in much later when the Wyatt family was much more established. Um, but yeah, dude, the, the Wyatt family was cool. But uh, I guess it ran its course. People kind of got sick of it. Uh, we can get into that another time with all that Wyatt shit. Uh, after that, we got uh, Zanga and Duke Hudson are getting into it. Uh, I like Zanga, man. I think um, I'm a little nervous right now because he's kind of falling into that big man uh, funny gimmick, which is always terrible. You know, uh, a great Khali did it when he was like kissing women. It's just uh, what WWE thinks is entertaining, but you got this big guy. He's, he reminds me of Braun Strowman. He even used to dress the same as Braun Strowman. I swear to God that they just gave him like the leftover outfits that Braun Strowman had over when he left the company and they just gave it to this guy Zonga. And now he's changed his outfit and he's kind of changed his gimmick a little bit more into a happy-go-lucky big man. But I still believe this guy. I, I like his look. I think his matches are pretty solid. He's a big, big man. And uh, Duke Hudson. Uh, oh, what can we say? He's he's also he's tall, but not very very like thick. I don't know. He's tall though. He's big and lanky. He's he's big. Um, after that, that's followed by a pretty funny segment with uh, pretty deadly. They're dressed up like cowboys and they they go into a cowboy bar. Now, this is funny because these guys are like uh british guys they're called pretty deadly they they're they're handsome boys you'll think of like 80s rock star with the big hair and elaborate outfits but they're dressed up like cowboys and they're going into this bar it was an entertaining spot it was a pretty entertaining segment i liked it i like pretty deadly they're uh new to me i know they've been around uh nx nxt uh uk for quite a bit but i'm not big on nxt uk they're here on the main roster i enjoy these guys i think they're pretty cool uh, then we get the match between Zonga and Duke Hudson. Uh, Zonga gets a choke slam for the win. Uh, it was a it was an okay Haas fight, you know. Two big guys going at it. I again I have to appreciate uh, Zonga doing a good old fashioned choke slam, not a choke bomb, not 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 whatever. It's a good old fashioned choke slam. I I love me a good old fashioned choke slam. Uh, after that we got Von Wagner versus Solo Sokoa Uso. I, you know, you know, if you know, you know. Uh, Solo Sokoa is obviously an Uso, but he's not being acknowledged as an Uso right now. The crowd, everyone in NXT knows. Uh, we, we, they chant Uso in the crowd. We all know this guy's an Uso. So when's the day going to come when this guy comes up to the main roster and maybe joins the bloodline? I don't know. Maybe, I, who knows? But this guy is, without a doubt, a cousin of the Usos. He's in that family. And, um... Yeah, he's having a match here with Von Wagner. Uh, they get counted out, 
But uh, it was a pretty damn good brawl. They have a they have really good chemistry. I like these two together, and uh, we're going to be seeing more of them throughout the night. It's uh, very very good stuff. Uh, Von Wagner looks like a caveman. Um, I, I'm fine with him. He's okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's not much to say about him. He's he's fairly new. That's kind of the thing about NXT right now. If you don't watch it, um, they're kind of going through what I would call a rebuild. Uh, they kind of they got rid of a lot of the older uh, veteran superstars that they've had over the last four or five years. They've moved on from a lot of them, or a lot of those wrestlers have moved on from the company, uh, like Johnny Gargano. Um, and Champa has, I don't know, he's still with the company, but he's moved on. Uh, they're going young. They're, they're bringing, they brought in over the last year, like a, not, a lot of new, younger talent. Uh, they've been promoting a lot of more newer, younger talent that, that haven't made the roster. So they're going through a little bit of a rebuild thing right now. Lots of new faces, lots of new gimmicks. Uh, a lot of things are just kind of falling into place right now. So, uh, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with all these people, uh, yet I have my favorites, but just letting you know, they're going through a little bit of a rebuild right now. Lots of new faces, uh, in the, in the company of NXT right now. Okay. Where were we solo? Uh, okay. Uh, after that, we got a segment with, uh, Mello and trick Williams, uh, pretty fun segment. They're just kind of balling out. They got the girls. They're hanging out in the pool. They got jewelry. They're just balling out gangster style. Good stuff. Uh, chase U goes to London. Uh, if you guys don't know about chase U, chase U is some good ass shit. Uh, I love these. I love chase U. Um, just as I, as I don't really even know how to explain what these guys are in the gimmick. Um, basically, they have this guy chase you. He will have like these kind of college-esque seminars. But like at some point, the guy will piss him off. And he's like, I will fuck you up. And like they bleep out the swear words. But he, like, you know, he's saying like shit and fuck. It's very entertaining. I, I really dig uh, chase chase you and, and and here they're in london they're doing their thing they uh, chase you he's flipping out it's good shit uh after that we got indy hartwell versus lash legend um i'm a pretty I, I like lash legend bro i don't know what they're doing with her but i like her i like her thing man she's uh i don't know how to put it um she's kind of she kind of reminds me of naomi uh the glow uh she's been abs absent from the company with uh um What's her name? Sasha Banks. They've kind of been going through a little bit of a fight, a little bit of a falling out with WWE. But Lash Legend is kind of like, I don't know, mix Sasha Banks with uh, Glow Naomi, and you kind of got Lash Legend. I really dig her, man. You know, I, she's pretty new, uh, but I, I like where she's going. I can see her being something in this company if, if they keep pushing her. Um, there was a botch finish in this match. Uh, Indy tripped up, but she wins. It happens. I mean, you know, people make mistakes. Uh, after that match, Alba Fire distracts Legend, then attacks with a bat. And Legend is just running away. Uh, Alba Fire is just swinging this bat. It's wicked. She's just fucking going insane. Uh, Lash Legend runs off. Uh, I noted here that I like Legend, so we talked about that. Uh, after that, we are shown in the backstage that Solo, Sokoa, and Von Wagner are still fighting, still going at it, just beating the shit out of each other. Everyone's trying to separate them. It's not happening. Uh, shit is getting heated. They are. They really do not like each other. Uh, after that, we got an interview here with Tony D and the crew. Um, 
trying to read my own writing here. What the hell does that say? Dent attacking Roxanne. Oh, okay. I, I got you, dog. I got you, dog. Uh, Tony D and the crew deny attacking Roxanne. Uh, they're kind of known to be doing this kind of thing, but they have no beef. They got nothing against Roxanne, so they deny uh, attacking her. But, you know, maybe they did. Maybe they beat up a woman. I don't know. Okay, and then after that, uh, Solo and Vaughn are still fighting. They are now in the outside parking lot area, just beating the shit out of each other. Solo throws Smart Mark into the trash. Uh, very entertaining stuff between Solo and Vaughn tonight uh, during NXT. That was some good stuff. I, I look forward to these guys uh, working together some more. It's, uh, so far, so good. I'm digging it. Uh, after that, we got a match, uh, another tag team match. We got Stax and Tony D uh, going up against Malik Blade and Anofe. I uh, just need to say I'm uh, I'm pretty big on Tony D. Um, I'm a sucker for dudes doing Italian accents. This guy's just doing the Italian thing. To he's the Don of NXT. I dig the gimmick. I dig it all. I'm a little bit. Um, you know, I don't really know where they're going to go with the El Legato joining up, uh, being controlled by Tony D, um, probably just going to end up blowing up in his face and they're going to have another feud. But as it is right now, I dig Tony D. He's another new guy, but he's got the Italian gimmick and I'm a sucker for that. So I'm a sucker for Tony D. Uh, Stax and Tony win the match. It was an okay match. Not much to say. I mean, uh, Malik Blade and Ophir are, are, are kind of, uh, I wouldn't say jobbers, but like a step or two above jobbers. They're kind of an up-and-coming tag team, still learning the ropes. Uh, Tony D then makes Legato attack Blade and Anofe because he can do that kind of shit. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Tony D and his crew won a match to uh, uh, make... El Legato, Del Fantasma, whatever the fuck they're called, they're now their lackeys, so they have to do whatever Tony D says, so Tony D's making them do all the crummy work, so it's pretty good, you know, I like it, it's not too bad, I just don't really know what the end game's gonna be on it, that's all I'm saying, uh, after that, we got an interview with Nikita Lyons, um, if you haven't seen Nikita Lyons, look her up on Google, uh, you won't be disappointed, uh, she's a very unique looking woman, very beautiful, very pretty, um, she's got a great look. I, I see this girl having a very bright future in NXT. I can see this. I, I can see her being a, a women's champion in no time, and then maybe getting up there on the main roster. I can see her doing some damage. You know, she's very confident. She's got a wicked look. Uh, her wrestling is tight. You know, I really like her. Uh, she's hunting for a title shot. So, like I said, you know, she's she's there. She is uh, definitely one of the, the higher-end uh, prospects, newer people that they have down there in NXT right now. Uh, yeah, uh, br uh, future looks bright. Uh, Axiom debuts next week. Has some sort of a Lucha comic book style gimmick thing going on. I don't know. This dude looks cool. This is the first time I've, I've heard of him. Uh, Luchadors. I've been burned in the past. If you guys remember Sin Cara, I was, uh, I was very, very hyped up for Sin Cara making his way over to the WWE, uh, considering I think Rey Mysterio made his way out of the company at that time, so they were looking for a new luchador. This guy was one of the most popular over talents that they had over in Mexico. He was finally making the jump, and then his debut in WWE was a fucking disaster. He was a botch fest. He ended up just being like every single match he 
did was just filled with botches. He had a weird style that just didn't translate very well over here. He wrestled and, uh, and like, they would turn the lights down for him. It was just weird, man. It just didn't fucking work out. It was immensely disappointing, but um, Axiom... I, lo I look forward to you, dude. You look, you have a cool look, and uh, your gimmick looks cool. So we'll see him, uh, I think, next week. Next week, we'll see his debut. So looking forward to it. Uh, we got Will Roxanne be able to have her match. You know, the question's still out there. Uh, doesn't look good for her so far. Uh, we're not hearing good things about her uh, right now that she's going to be able to have that match. Um, so uh, after that, we got the women's. NXT women's title match. We've got a women's title match on the on the card tonight. Uh, Mandy comes out. She's cutting a promo. She gets big crowd heat. Crowd's just booing her, hating her, saying that she's all this, all that. You know, Mandy didn't quite connect um, on the main roster, but I, I'm digging what she's doing down here in NXT. Uh, she's a pretty decent heel, not the best. She kind of reminds me of like Trish Stratus, kind of that that kind of character. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, but she gets good heat here. And then uh, Cora Jade comes out. She says she wants to take over for her partner, Roxanne. And then... Uh, but Perez comes out. She, Roxanne Perez comes out. She says she's ready. She's still hurt, but she wants to fight. She got her ribs are all taped up. Her, her, her abdomen area is all taped up. But she's coming out. She's ready to fight. Crowd is hot. They're loving it. And then, boom, we have the match. Mandy Rose versus Roxanne Perez for the Women's Championship. Uh, comes out. Mandy's working uh, the injured ribs of Perez. Crowd is loving Perez. She rallies. She fights She fights off toxic attraction that's outside in the ring, just causing all the interference. She hits Pop Rocks, but Cora Jade hits Perez with the championship belt. Swerve. Holy jumping. I don't even... I had no idea. I, I, what the hell? What the fuck? Uh, Roxanne uh, gets attacked by her own partner here. Uh, I did not see this coming whatsoever. Cora Jade looking like what was to be the next big baby face of the company. They definitely looked like they're prepping her to be, you know, something big. It kind of seems like the crowd isn't like all the way behind her, but they're, you know, momentum is building. Um... But she's turning on her partner here. I was a little bit excited. Uh, these two were a pretty good-looking tag team. But uh, holy shit, we get a swerve. Uh, Mandy gets the pin and wins, retains her title. Uh, after the match, you got Cora attacking Perez with the skateboard. This was pretty funny because she goes to attack her with the skateboard. And before she makes contact with her, like she swings it up behind her head and, they, and the skateboard just like busts apart. So obviously it was a gimmick skateboard, but it busts apart. But then, she, you know, she just goes absolutely ham on her. She beats the ever living shit out of her with that, with the, uh, with the skateboard, um, Damn, dude, what a swerve. I did not see that swerve coming. Uh, overall, pretty decent show. Uh, got some title matches on there. I liked it. It was a, it was a good show. Uh, now we're moving on to, the, to the, mm -hmm, the meat and potato. You know what I'm saying? We got AEW. Uh, they're here tonight uh, offering up Fighter Fest Night 1. I believe we are going to have four weeks of Fighter Fest. Um... God damn, I am looking forward, and uh, right out of the gate, man, they're kicking it off with a TNT Championship match. Uh, Orange Cassidy uh, coming out with the best, fr uh, excuse me, coming out with the best friends, and he is fighting Wardlow. Wardlow being the, ch uh, excuse me, the champion. Um, this was a great match, man. Oh my god, right out of the gate, 
Uh, Wardlow rips off Orange Cassidy's pockets. So that's a big part of Orange Cassidy's gimmick. He likes to fight with his hands in his pockets. He's like this really lazy wrestler. So Wardlow ripping off the pockets was hilarious. That was some great stuff. Orange puts Wardlow's. Uh, so Wardlow wears like, you know, a wrestling uh, singlet kind of deal. He likes to pop the straps off uh, when he gets hyped up. So he popped the straps off and then Orange Cassidy walks up to him politely puts the straps back up this is just very entertaining shit man like I, i'm just loving it at this point um a chainsaw a chainsaw ladies and gentlemen gets thrown into the ring um referee has no he's like are you fucking serious right now he throws that back out uh best friends are ejected for that that's some great it's just a great just great comedic stuff here at the beginning of this match uh, they're fighting on the outside. Wardlow pulls Danhausen from underneath the ring. I mean, come on. So he pulls him out. Danhausen's like, I understand completely. You caught me red-handed, and I will respectfully leave. Great stuff. Uh, Orange Cassidy hits the DDTs. Multiple whipping around DDTs. No good. Near fall. Wardlow follows that up and hits the F10 on on uh orange cassidy f10 being uh the f5 if uh yeah it's just we call it the f10 here because it's it's wardlow and he throws them further than brock lesnar so it's the f10 uh sick move slum slum dog millionaire from orange into uh into the orange punch and then a beach break near fall i thought maybe the orange was gonna win there but a very near fall wardlow catches the punch into the power bomb for the win great match God damn, this is what I'm talking about, y'all. When you get a guy who's like a smaller, agile, fast-paced wrestler, I don't know if fast-paced is really the right word to describe Orange Cassidy, but a smaller guy paired up with a big uh, brute, they, these guys had excellent chemistry. I love the match. This was some really good shit. Uh, Orange Cassidy with anybody is going to be good, but I really like the chemistry that he had with Wardlow. So great start. And then after that, we get the wizard. Chris Jericho comes out. He's looking money. This guy is wearing the suit. The hair looks great. He's coming out. He's chirping Eddie Kingston, hyping up the match that they're going to have. The barbed wire, the, the barb wire everywhere match. You heard that right. These guys are going to have a barbed wire everywhere match. Now, I don't know exactly what this is because this is the first one in history that's ever going to happen. But if you've ever seen the Terry Funk versus Sabu barbed wire match back in, I think, 1996-97 ECW, it was one of the most gruesome fucking matches I've ever seen in my life. One of the most just heart-wrenching, just gut-churning matches you will ever watch. At one point, the barbed wire gets, they get so entangled in the barbed wire throughout the match, it gets wrapped around Sabu's uh, neck, it gets wrapped around Terry Funk's neck, and it's just a very scary situation. They're getting cut out with uh, wire cutters just to get these guys out so they don't fucking die in the middle of the ring. So I have big expectations for this match. Uh, it's going to be a banger. Uh, goddamn. Uh, Chirpin Eddie Kingston, barbed wire. Okay, awesome promo from Chris Jericho. This match is going to be fucking sick. I love both of these competitors. Chris Jericho just never stops being a legend. This guy just keeps reinventing himself in just more and more entertaining ways. Now he's the wizard. He's the he's the demo god. He's, he's just fuck. I love Chris Jericho so much, man. 
Uh, after that, Eddie Kingston responds with his own promo. Uh, Ruby Riot is there with him. It's a short but sweet promo. Just, just you know, doing the Eddie Kingston thing. He's going fucking crazy. He's going to kill Chris Jericho in this match. He's pissed off that Chris Jericho attacked Ruby Riot. So he's going to get his revenge. It's going to be an awesome match. Uh, after this, oh my god, dude, it just keeps coming. We get, uh, now, the way that this guy's name is spelled is Take a Shitta. Take Shitta. Uh, Takeshka is his name, but it's, it's spelled, I, I spelled it the way that they had it on the TV. It's Take a Shitta, but it's Takeshka. Uh, he is fighting John fucking Moxley for the goddamn world title. Are you kidding me, AEW, dude? Like, these matches are insane. Uh, Takeshka, last week, you might have noticed, uh, dude was in my uh, three stars of the week, and uh, I have a strong feeling that he's probably going to be in it again with this match. This was wow. Uh, let's get into it. So, this match starts out hard chops. We get that nasty German on the apron that he did to Eddie Kingston. This time, Moxley uh, getting the rough end of that just looks brutal. Takeshka is bleeding now. We got blood. Moxley is just attacking viciously at the cut, making the blood squirt out. Good stuff. Moxley in full control. He dumps Takeshka on his head with a nasty suplex. Just... Or no, I think it was a German, yeah, German suplex. Just nasty landing on the back of his head. Takeshka is fighting back. Uh, hits a brain buster. Uh, Moxley counters that into a splash, into an arm bar. Takeshka fights out, hits inside, and then an outside diving splash. Near fall, no good. Takeshka hits the blue thunderbomb, one of the nicest blue thunderbombs in the business. Beautiful near fall. Moxley hits the paradigm shift, tries for another one, no good. Takeshka counters it with a fucking sick, like, front flip lands on his feet. But Mox hits the Death Rider into a into some of the most brutal elbows, gets in the chokehold, and Takeshka taps. Holy fuck, what a match. This thing was just destruction. I'm giving this match an 8 out of 10. If, if, if you, you gotta watch this match, man. If you didn't watch... AEW Dynamite this week, Fighter Fest Night 1. I highly recommend it. This match was a banger. I absolutely adore Takeshka right now. I've only seen him fight twice, and the man has stole my heart. My God. Uh, I will say that I did like uh, the match between him and Eddie Kingston just a little bit better, but this was an excellent match, y'all. Excellent match. Uh, House of Black uh, has a segment here. They're warning Darby Allen. Uh, last week, we had Darby Allen trying to give the handshake to... Uh, Brody King, Brody King, and uh, that being denied. So House of Black just telling Darby, stay the fuck away from us. We don't want anything to do with you. We don't need your respect. We don't want your respect. Uh, then after that, we get uh, Christian, Christian and Luchasaurus time. Christian coming out with a promo. He rips apart uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and his dad. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. was in the ring with Griff Garrison, and Christian just goes to town on these guys. Absolutely no mercy. We're talking about, we're talking ill of the dead. Uh, passed away many, many, many moons ago. Brian Pillman uh, Sr., uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s uh, father. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is in AEW right now. He's more of a, a dark elevation wrestler, but who knows, man. Someday this guy could very much so easily break out onto the main roster and do something someday. Uh, I like this kid. He's pretty good. Um... So that leads into a match between Griff Garrison and Luchasaurus. Two choke slams and a tar pit submission. 
done. For the win, Griff Garrison was absolutely obliterated. Uh, Luchasaurus follows that up with a big old fucking headbutt to Pillman. Choke slams Griff Garrison onto Pillman through the table. Not once because the first time he didn't fully get him through the table. So he does it a second time. <laughs> through the table. Luchasaurus destroys these two. And that shit was great. Very entertaining. Jericho Appreciation Society comes out after this for an interview with uh, Tony Schiavone. Very funny stuff. Uh, Garcia wants a title match for the pure title, uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Uh, Hangman comes out for an interview, calls out House of Black. And then we move into the match. Uh, Jake Haggard versus Claudio Castanole. Um, Claudio does a 619. Uh, Jake Haggard was set up in the 619 position. Claudio looks around. The crowd wants that. He does a 619. I have never seen him in the six, seven years that I've been watching Cesaro, Claudio. I have never seen him do a 619. So that was awesome. That was some good shit. Uh, gotta find it. Gotta find him. Uh, then that goes into uh, a deadlift suplex by Claudio. Just, I think, if anyone knows who Claudio Cesaro is, we all know that this guy is insanely strong. Uh, right up there with, like, John Cena for for just pure strength. This guy is strong as hell. He is able to uh, deadlift Jake Haggard into uh, a suplex, which is just insane. Jake Haggard is no small man by, by, by any means. He's, like, 6'6", 260, 270 pounds, and getting deadlifted by Cesaro. Very impressive. Uh, Cesaro hits the big swing, locks in the sharpshooter, Jericho Appreciation Society uh, interferes, Hager takes over, more interference from the society, uh, but it doesn't matter, uh, Claudio hits the Ricola bomb, massive sit-out power bomb for the win, decent match, I was honestly a little bit more hyped up for this match, kind of let me down a little bit, but it wasn't bad, it was it was fine, I, was just, I, I thought it would have been uh, a little bit more, that's all. I have high expectations for AEW because they hit those expectations. Uh, after that match, we are we are graced with an interview from Hook. If you don't know who Hook is, Hook is uh, Taz's son. He is a um, very handsome young man, uh, very badass, doesn't speak very much. And uh, he chooses to not speak in this interview as well and just walks away. Uh, very Hook. Very hook-like. Uh, I don't know what's go. I don't know where this thing's gonna lead with Hook, but everyone seems to just fucking adore this guy. Uh, I'm into it, man. I, I love Taz, and I I like Hook, man. I'm I'm, I'm into it. Uh, after that, we get a thunderstorm interview. Uh, Britt Baker butts in Serena. Uh, uh, sorry, that's the next part. Uh, they have an interview. Britt Baker butts in. Uh, Britt Baker is the is the woman. She is, I think, my favorite woman on the roster. Safe to say, Britt Baker, DMD. She was a very long time uh, women's champion in, in AEW, and she had a hell of a run. She is one of my favorites on the roster for sure. Uh, after that, we get a match: uh, Serena Deeb versus uh, Dark Orders Anna J. Uh, Deeb is <laughs> Deeb had a great moment here where she is like hyping the crowd up uh, that she's gonna jump out of the ring and then she she just like she runs and then she stops and then she like just slowly gets out of the ring. I really dug that spot. Very funny. Uh, lots of cool counters and submissions in this match. Uh, Deeb gets the the top 
gets oh she gets the tap both women look good in this match i i i thought it was a pretty solid solid match um deep won't let go of the submission and then mercedes comes out for the for the for the save for anna j overall pretty good match i like anna j uh right now she's with uh dark order so she doesn't get a lot of airtime on the main on the main shows uh but she did tonight and she looked really good with serena deep so future looks bright for her after that, um, we got an interview with uh, Jade Cargill. Uh, pretty standard uh, copy and paste interview that she tends to do every week. You know, cut the shit, Tony. Uh, excuse me. I'm a fan of Jade Cargill. Uh, my wife does not like her very much at all. I think you know she's got a she's got a hell of a look going on there. She's absolutely shredded. Uh, she, I like her run so far here in AEW. She's still undefeated. Um, her promo skills need work, but they have definitely gotten better over the last year that she's been on AEW. Uh, future's bright for this girl. I mean, like, sky's the limit. She's got all this confidence. She just needs to tighten up that mic work a little bit and maybe tighten up the in-ring just a little bit. But she's got a great gimmick and she's got great confidence. So, if we just tighten, tighten up some things, uh, she, she's, she's going to be a player here for a long time. Uh, after that, we get Jay Lethal calling out Samoa Joe. They're going to be having a Ring of Honor TV title match. Uh, I just got to say that Samoa Joe is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, he's been, you know, uh, not a lot of uh, appearances on TV over the last couple years. His run in WWE was hit and miss. I thought NXT, he was amazing. It was like watching old school Samoa Joe, like, all over again. I fucking loved it. And then he got up to the main roster, and it was just kind of a big old letdown. He never got that world title match. Or he got the matches, but he never won. I thought he would have made a, a great, great world champion for the WWE. The guy has amazing promos. He's an excellent wrestler. He's big. He's convincing. He's just one of my all-time favorites. So I'm looking forward to this match uh, that he's going to have with Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal being, a, he's not one of my favorites, but I like him a lot. So that's going to be a really, really cool match. Uh, after that, we got Ty Conte bullying Anna Jay backstage. These two used to be friends. Uh, Ty Conte just kind of recently turning heel, thank God. Uh, her and Sammy Guevara have been just destroying themselves. Those two were baby faces maybe a, a month ago, and the crowd just turned on them so fast, myself included. I I, I really like Ty Conte, and then they, they, they just started showing off uh, her and Sammy Guevara week after week just making out and, and just being lovey-dovey. No good, but uh, now that she's turned heel and Sammy is back heel and back with Chris Jericho, I'm much, much more uh, into what they're doing here with that. After that, we get Ricky Stocks uh, and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Swerve in their glory versus the Young Bucks, a triple threat AE title match, AEW tag team title match. Yes, sir. Another banger of the match. Um, these, this match though, I, I just had to mention it wasn't a full on triple threat tag team match, meaning that it was two members of two tag teams in the match at the time at one time not three members one representing each member of the three tag teams in at the same time so i was a little disappointed in that because that's more of a wwe thing i figured aew would have let three guys in the ring at the same time let it be carnage but regardless this this match did not let me down that is for sure okay let's get into this this was a hell of a match 
Uh, right out of the gate, we got Swerve landing a front flip to the outside. That's sick. That's so sick. I remember when uh, Ricochet did it in NXT. Just did this, like, I swear to God, he must have hit, like, nine feet in the air, does a front flip, lands to the outside, like, in the face. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen Rick Tockett do. Um, Goddamn. But uh, Swerve Scott does his own version, not as cool as Rick Tockett. Uh, Ricochet, I call him Rick Tockett. Um, but very cool spot. Uh, Ref has instantly lost control. Uh, uh, people just coming into the ring. Uh, it's all over the place. Illegal moves all, all abound. Referee, referees lost all control. Uh, Keith Lee's, uh, Keith Lee, a house of fire. He clears the ring out. And then on the outside, he catches, uh, Nick, uh, yeah, he catches Nick on the outside and power bombs him into his brother Max. Hell of a spot. Hobbs with a huge frog splash on Lee. I couldn't believe it. I uh, Hobbs must have he damn near cleared like two thirds of the ring. It was an amazing frog splash. Like wow, uh, Hobbs is a big big boy. Like I don't know, two sixty, two seventy, and him watching him clear almost two thirds of the ring was fucking amazing. Um. And a, a sick rope walking cutter by Ricky Stocks. He's doing like if you know, um, if you know uh, old school when Undertaker walks the ropes. Ricky Starks did that into a cutter. Unbelievable move. Uh, super kick party by the Young Bucks. Referee gets squashed by accident by Hobbs. That leads to um, just trying to read my own writing here. What the hell does that say? Bets comes into play. Oh, belts. The the title belts come into play because the referee is knocked out. Uh, Swerve thought about hitting his own partner, Keith Lee. What the fuck? What the fuck? I told you these two were like, they were teasing a little bit of a breakup here. They tease it even further. Swerve fakes us out with a, with a hit to Lee, but he doesn't go through with it. Bucks, uh, Young Bucks then hurt, hit Swerve with the title belts. BTE trigger. Holy, this match is an absolute house of fire. The noting was just insane. Uh, that goes into a near fall, and then Swerve Lee hits a stomp powerbomb combo into yet another near fall. This is happening as fast as I'm telling you it live. Hobbs then destroys everybody with spine busters. He's just laying everyone out in the ring with spine busters. Starks then hits a huge spear, near fall again. Swerve then jumps off of Keith Lee, takes out everyone on the outside, and then it's Keith Lee's turn. He dives to the outside, takes everyone else out. Swerve comes in, hits the stomp. One, two, three. We have ourselves new AEW Tag Team Champions. Swerve in their glory. Let's go. I did not see these two winning this match. In fact, I did because I saw a spoiler. So I did see that these two won it before, but like, damn, I did not see the young book, young bucks dropping their titles so fast. This was a great match, dude. Unbelievable. This is a must watch match. If you're going to watch one match this week, do yourself a favor. Just watch the entirety of AEW Dynamite. You will not be disappointed. I am giving this match an eight and a half out of 10. This match had some insane pace, insane bumps, insane spots. One after, the, one after the other, non-stop action, great offense all throughout, 
Great chemistry between all three teams. I love this match. Uh, I think it's safe to say that this match will be featured in uh, the three stars of the week because there's only two shows left. We got SmackDown and Rampage. Um, Goddamn, where's the thing? Uh, This was an excellent AEW yet again. Uh, AEW uh, with another must-watch weekly program. I mean, if you guys aren't watching AEW, I will implore you yet again, get out there and watch it. Alrighty, and moving on to Friday nights, we got Friday Night SmackDown, and kicking off SmackDown, we got Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are in the ring, they're discussing stuff, Pat cuts a promo, uh, Corbin cuts them off, uh, pretty damn lame, lame segment overall, I am, uh, I am not a fan of, uh, whatever this Pat McAfee, Baron Corbin feud is. I, uh, I draw the line when it comes to uh, commentators uh, getting involved with wrestlers. I, I do not understand it. It's literally one of the main reasons why I stopped watch, watching wrestling like six, seven years ago when Michael Cole turned heel and he had the match at WrestleMania with Jerry King. Uh, they got in a big feud. It was fucking terrible. Michael Cole as a heel was one of the worst things ever. It literally made me stop watching wrestling. I just couldn't take it. Um, Pat McAfee, uh, definitely not as bad, uh, as, uh, Michael Cole was, uh, Pat McAfee isn't a heel right now, he's, uh, doing up a babyface thing, I enjoy Pat McAfee, I think he has a solid podcast, I enjoy him on commentary, but everything else that he's doing, I am not into it, I don't like his promos, uh, he's got a really weird way of delivering promos, he kind of puts on, like, this this weird voice that isn't his voice it's like i do it too personally in in real life like i'll put on like a weird accent that i didn't even know i can do or something if i'm like uncomfortable talking about something i don't know it's a thing but uh yeah not a fan uh he says bum ass corbin about four hundred thousand times they're just shoving it down everyone's throat that we want we want you the crowd to say bum ass corbin and it's like really dude that's the best you got like it's lame as fuck dude i i'm not into this at all uh i just want the commentators to be commentators stay in stay out of the ring pat mcavee's fine in the ring i just don't understand why we need to do this like he's there's so many better people out there in the world that can do this and we're bringing in Logan Paul, and we got Pat McAfee, and, like, I just don't get it, dude. I was, I'm not a fan of this. I didn't like the segment overall. Um, after that segment, Pat introduces Liv Morgan. She comes out. She's doing her thing. Natalia, um, or, uh, Natalia comes out. Uh, they're gonna have a match, uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia. Uh, if Natalia wins this match, she's gonna get a title shot. Uh, Liv gets the win. It wasn't a very good match. It was pretty messy. You know, Liv Morgan was out there just kind of, uh, she botched two or three moves out there. Uh, the chemistry between these two just wasn't really clicking tonight. Um, which is strange because Natalia is such a, she can really have a match with anybody, but I guess Liv was, uh, taking the lead on this match. And I don't know. I was, it was pretty messy. I wasn't, uh, wasn't really big on it, and I was noticing that the crowd was uh, is losing a bit of steam already with Liv Morgan. Uh, now that could just be where they were at tonight. It was a pretty quiet crowd overall throughout the whole night, but I don't blame them because the show was pretty weak. Um, but it, you can already hear it, man. Like I know a lot of the sound in WWE is like piped in, and I'm really excited because I'm going to a, uh, my first uh, live WWE event. I'm going to go see Raw. 
this August. I'm very excited, so I get to finally experience it live, so I can't wait for that. But um, yeah, the crowd just sounded really quiet when Liv was trying to amp them up. You know, she's like, ah, everyone, get up off your feet. They were kind of like, eh, whatever. Uh, so I'm just noticing that she's already losing some steam here. Uh, the, the, the honeymoon phase of her winning it, that was a great moment, but that's all WWE really plans for. They plan for the moment and not the long-term booking, and, and these are the results you get. You get, you know, a crowd just, you know, losing steam on a new champion so fast. Uh, we'll see where it's going, but, uh, so far, you know, I'm starting to see the steam is starting to come out of that train right now. Uh, after that, uh, she's interviewed, uh, says that she's, uh, the underdog going into the SummerSlam fight against Ronda Rousey. Uh, that's cool. You know, WWE does this a lot with, uh, uh, new champions, babyface champions. They do the underdog thing. They did it with Rey Mysterio. Uh, like I said in the last episode, it was one of the most just horrible world championship run. Uh, they made Rey Mysterio look terrible. Um, if I, I don't, I have no idea if she's going to win this match at SummerSlam. I would not be surprised if she loses it already back to Ronda Rousey just cause like, the experiment maybe isn't going as planned, but I don't run the show. That's just my opinion. Uh, after that, we get an interview with uh, Austin Theory. Uh, he's talking about some stuff, about uh, Money in the Bank, about SummerSlam. Maybe I'm going to cash in. But Paul Heyman but, uh, comes in. He butts his head in. He's trying to get in Theory's head, uh, trying to tell him, you know, you don't want to uh, cash in your Money in the Bank at uh, SummerSlam. You want to have a, a real one-on-one -on -one proper match with with Roman Reigns or, or Brock Lesnar. Good shit here. But Theory is not buying it. Uh, he's just like, nah, I think I'm going to cash in at SummerSlam and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that title that way. And uh, Paul Heyman, pretty upset about this, but a great segment here. I really enjoyed that. Uh, anything with Paul Heyman's good stuff. And Theory's good. You know, I don't, I, I like, I like, I like. Uh, after that, we get uh, New Day comes out. They're dressed like uh, Vikings. Uh, this is good shit. Uh, they're calling themselves the New Raid. They cut a promo. They're doing the Viking thing. They're talking like, well, what, uh, Xavier was talking like a uh, pirate, and Kofi was trying to do like a legitimate like Swedish uh, Viking thing. Pretty, pretty entertaining. I enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> then the real Viking Raiders come out. New Raid calls them ugly. Viking Raiders are like, oh, you are dead. And they come down, but out of nowhere, Shanky and Jinder come out for the for the save, for the assistance, for the new raid. I'm confused by this. I don't understand it. Jinder looked very confused as well. So, uh, okay, then. That's just uh, pretty fucking weird. Uh, entertaining segment, though, overall. Like, the new, new day is just great. Uh, after that, we get Gunter. Uh, he explains why he attacked his uh, own partner Ludwig last week. And it's because he doesn't like fucking losers, man. He doesn't want losers. And Ludwig is a loser. So he, he rips off his shirt again and he gives Ludwig some more nasty chops. Oh my goodness. Even my wife was like, Jesus Christ, that is some brutal chops, man. Like, he's got... I think the nastiest chops in the biz, like they're just ridiculous. Like I said, if you haven't seen Walter, look up some of his indie highlights. You're going to be blown away by this guy. Uh, after that, we get Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans, but first Lacey cuts a promo against the crowd, uh, kind of doing the thing that she did last week. She comes out multiple times trying to get people into her and the crowd, but then she just goes full heel against the crowd. Crowd what's her into oblivion. Uh, it was a it was a solid promo. I you know not bad. It was okay. Uh, crowd hated it. Uh, Lacey leaves. 
no match. Uh, she just comes out, chirps crowd, crowd gives it right back to her. They're just they're just spitting her right back up, and she leaves. Uh, after that, we get uh, Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for a title shot, but no, no goddamn Sheamus again. Why can't I have what I want? Why can't I have what I want? Just give me Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. It's gonna be amazing, but I get it. We're getting a little bit of build here. We're gonna we're gonna have to wait a little bit to get this match because they're building it up. It's coming. It has to come, right? But no, instead we get uh, Ridge Holland is going in this time. Last week it was Butch, so this week it's freaking Ridge Holland, and I knew it was coming because Ridge Holland came out, dressed the fight. I'm like, no, you guys are gonna do this to me again. I'm not gonna get my Sheamus match. I'm pissed. Uh, lots of shenanigans ensue on the outside of the ring. Uh, Drew wins the match, pretty obviously. Uh, it was, you know, nothing really to the match. It was more about the storyline of Sheamus. Uh, not wanting to fight Drew McIntyre and having everyone else fight his battles. I like where this is going. I'm enjoying this so far. Uh, after that, we get Austin Theory versus Madcap Moss. Uh, before that, uh, we get Paul Heyman and Madcap. They're talking backstage. Uh, Paul Heyman wants Madcap to help uh, with Theory. You know, he could go out there and, and beat him up a little bit for my tribal chief. I love him so much. Um, but, uh, Madcap ain't having any of that. He's like, nah, I'm just gonna do my own thing. I'm not gonna help you out, Paul. Why, why no one helping out Paul? What's wrong with Paul? I don't get this. Uh, Madcap shows off some pretty impressive strength throughout the match. Uh, Theory uses the briefcase. He ends up getting DQ'd. It was a decent match. You know, I liked, uh, Madcap in there. Uh, it was really impressive. He was trying to, he, like, kind of botched, uh, a slam, but he was able to recover it with, like, some just downright pure strength. Like, he just fucking held on to Theory. He wasn't gonna let him go, and then he lifts him up over his head. Impressive strength. I mean, he's, he's a very strong young man. Uh, still new, but, uh, so far so good with, uh, Madcap. I was a, it was a decent match. Uh, after that, we get Sami Zayn comes out to defend the bloodline uh, against Theory. He wants an apology. Uh, Sami Zayn's been uh, calling himself an honorary member of the bloodline. He hasn't, like, actually been accepted into the bloodline, but he wears their t-shirt. He goes around, like, getting in everyone's face, like, hey, don't you talk shit about the bloodline, man. Like, I'm all for it. This is great stuff by Sami Zayn. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Bloodline against Theory, okay? Theory says, uh, nope, not gonna, not going to apologize. The Usos come out, scare him off. Madcap catches up with him. He tosses him out. Uh, yeah, uh, not, not a good night for Theory. He's, uh, he's getting treated pretty badly, but, you know, he's still got that money in the bank briefcase, man. So he might have the last laugh. We're gonna have to find out. Uh, after we get, uh, Jimmy Uso versus Angelo Dawkins. This is the main event. Uh, yes, this is the main event. I like Jimmy Uso. I like this rivalry. It's probably one of the stronger things they got going on here. But, you know, in comparison to AEW Dynamite this week and Rampage, your main event on SmackDown is a one-on-one -on -one match between two tag team guys. It's a little weak. But <clears throat> let's get into it. Uh, Dawkins launches Jimmy over the barricade. Pretty impressive right there. Referee goes down. Dawkins hits the sky high. He gets the win, but... But... Jimmy's shoulders were up, just like at, at um, Money in the Bank. So Jimmy has the shoulders up. The referee counts the three. I think these referees need a little bit of retraining here. They're kind of like, what the hell? Um, after that, uh, we get, uh, there's been an, uh, they're announcing who the special re uh, guest referee is going to be for the SummerSlam match between the Usos and, um, 
and the Street Profits. Uh, we got a little tease that maybe it was going to be our truth I was like digging that. He got his referee license. But guess who it is? This is going to blow your mind. This came out of nowhere. Special referee at the SummerSlam match is going to be J-E double F J-A-R E double D. We got Jeff Jarrett's coming back to the WWE. What is this? Oh my God. I did. I, I, okay. Whatever, whatever you're going to do WWE. That's uh, I definitely didn't see that coming. Jeff Jarrett. Um, he has had a extremely rocky past and history with the WWE. Uh, he ditched the company for WCW. He started up the uh, Impact Wrestling to try and take them down. He and and still, no matter how much damage he wants to do against the WWE, they keep welcoming welcoming Jeff Jarrett back with open arms. So he's gonna be the ref. That's fucking wild. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Usos and Profits. They're brawling uh, after the show. Um, yeah, really, uh, this, the setup for their match at SummerSlam, pretty interesting. Don't know what Jeff Jarrett's going to bring to the table here. Uh, interesting. Uh, excuse me. Overall, I thought the show was pretty weak. Uh, you know, there, it was more of a, more focused on the storylines, but, you know, some segments were missing. Matches weren't very good this week, so, yeah, kind of a weak SmackDown overall. Okay, now we're moving on to Rampage. This is Fighter Fest Night 2. Uh, they're kicking it off right away. You know, no no fat on this show. We're going straight into a match. We got the Dark Order going up against the House of Black. Uh, some really, I mean, uh, I don't, I think it's, uh, I don't know the other dude's name in the Dark Order, but uh, Johnny Hungy. Goddamn, I love this guy. He's just this, like, 5'5", five, five little meathead powerhouse, but uh, the Hungy, I just love it. Uh, they're going up against uh, Alistair Black and uh, Brody King. Uh, some really awesome tag team offense from the Dark Order here. I mean, some really fast, hard-hitting combos. Great tag team stuff. And from the House of Black, like, they, they had some really cool offensive moves themselves. And their finisher, Dante's Inferno, god damn, that is a nasty-ass finisher. Um, hard to explain it, but um, look look it up. It's a, it's a really cool uh, combo, uh, top rope uh, into a slam, it's cool, just look it up, just look it up, uh, they have a solid match, House of Black wins, uh, Darby comes out, he's attacking, uh, King, Sting, and Malachi have a big old stare down, they're just staring at each other, they, stay, they stare lovingly into their eyes for, like, 30 seconds, they walk away, they come back, they meet eyes, nothing happens, but, uh, yeah, Darby and, uh, Brody King having some beef, they were just going at it, good shit, uh, we got a Miro promo, dude, what can I say? I, uh, Miro, he was formerly known as Rusev in the WWE. Uh, my God, one of the most just wasted talents that the WWE ever let go. This guy is so amazing. He was so over with the Rusev Day thing in the WWE. They didn't cash in. They gave him one title shot. He lost. And, th I, and now he goes to AEW. He's an absolute beast. He's won two championships, I think, already. Not world titles yet, but he's a monster. They're, they're billing him as a monster. He's excellent. I absolutely love Miro. Uh, one, of my, one of my favies right now, I, I, I must say. Um, he wants, uh, apparently he is for or against the House of Black. He's teasing possibly joining them or he's, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> excuse me. Or he's going to, I don't know, attack them. Um, lots of dudes in the in uh, AEW tend to get into some sort of group. There's not a lot of guys that are like straight up lone wolves. Miro being one of the only ones. So I would really prefer him just to be on his own. I don't think he needs anybody. 
you know, that's just me. Uh, after that, we get uh, Lee Moriarty going up against Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor world title. Uh, it starts out with Moriarty is on fire. Uh, we get a really cheeky low blow from Gresham. He, like, uh, the referee had his back turned, and he kind of gave him, like, a sack tap. And it was just, I don't know. I, I, I got a kick out of that. It was really funny. Uh, this was a very solid tech, uh, technical match. Lots of chain wrestling. Very quick. Good stuff. Um, Gresham wins the match. Uh, yeah, it was, a, like I said, solid match. Gresham is interviewed after, and then Claudio comes out and interrupts him. So they're setting up possibly a Gresham versus Claudio uh, match for the title, possibly. It should be pretty good. Uh, Jonathan Gresham's a very good uh, mat wrestler. Uh, very, very solid. Uh He's not extremely flashy, but if you're if you appreciate that kind of technical wrestling, uh, Jonathan Gresham's yeah, going to be your guy for sure. Uh, after that, we get uh, Chris uh, Statlander and Athena going up against the Renegades. I don't know who the Renegades are, but uh, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon in the WWE, this is I, I think I need to do a list on this, like just the most. Uh, missed opportunities and, and wasted potential that the WWE ever let go. Ember Moon was incredible. Uh, I think she had some injury problems there and was flip-flopping up and down on the main roster, NXT up to Raw. Uh, they just do, they do such a bad job in the WWE getting these people up from NXT to the main roster. A lot of the time they get no hype. It's not the way that it used to be. Like when Kevin, Kevin Owens came up, he came up as the NXT champion, uh, beat up John Cena on his first night. He made a statement, and like uh, the the Shield when they made up uh, came up to the main roster, they made a huge impact right away. And now you're looking at guys like Champa. They get they just kind of get plopped in there with no no uh, like just absolutely no build to them showing up or or not even a cool segment when they show up. They kind of just like show up for a couple seconds and then disappear. You may not see them for a couple weeks and now you're randomly paired with The Miz. Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, a lot of the time recently, they were definitely shooting their shot way too early with people like Apollo Crews. Uh, he didn't even get to, and Ember Moon for that matter. Like, they just rush these people up to the main roster for no reason. They usually don't even fit the bill to be up on the main roster. Like, old school NXT is so much different than Raw and SmackDown. Down, and a lot of these people just fit the bill for that darker toned NXT and now it's it's just kind of all the same like NXT is very similar now to Raw and Smackdown I'm not into it uh, but Ember Moon makes her way over to AEW they're calling her Athena now I have to say about uh, Athena slash Ember Moon her finisher I'm not 100% sure what they're calling it in uh, AEW right now but it was called the Eclipse if you have not seen this finisher, it is literally one of the most unique, badass finishers I've ever seen in my life. She jumps off the top rope and does a front flip into a stunner. It is as cool as it sounds. I highly recommend you check this move out. It's fucking sick. Anyway, back to the match. The match? Squash match. Nothing to say. Uh, Chris and Athena attack uh, the baddies after that. Uh, Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan come out for the save. They beat the shit out of fucking Chris uh, Statlander and Athena, and they just kind of walk away. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what to take out of that. Kind of nullifies the squash match. They kind of get squashed themselves by the baddies and Jade Cargill and the gang. <laughs> after this, we move into a fun segment. Uh, Gun Club is being interviewed about the Acclaimed. If you don't remember what happened last week, uh, Gun Club and Acclaimed have been buddy-buddy for the last few weeks here. And then out of nowhere last week, uh, Daddy Gun attacks the Acclaimed and the Young Guns. 
it's weird that they're I, I call them the young guns but like i don't know it's just a play on words right it, it's they're the younger versions of daddy gun you feel me you following with me good stuff good stuff um yeah so they they broke up so now they're being asked about what the fuck were you guys thinking uh the acclaim come out and they want to fight they don't want words they want action right now but daddy ass wants one more scissors i need one more scissors before we break up officially and we move on from this nope no scissors he gets kicked brawl ensues shit's going crazy they're fighting they're fighting uh caster drops a rap on the guns after uh calls out the guns for a match gun club says no way and they're out of here so i'm liking this so far i'm down with the acclaimed man they're excellent and i'm super into the gun club right now i mean daddy gun daddy gun uh you know billy gun mr ass uh he's been in the business for so damn long he's he's still he is bigger than ever i think i don't know if he's ever been as jacked as he is right now but his two sons are awesome they're very entertaining i like them uh, after that, we get uh, we're going to the main event of tonight. We got Private Party going uh, going up against the Luch Bros. I remember your name this week, my friend. It's Penta and Ray Phoenix. Aha, I remember your name this week. Uh, lots of outside interference by Andrade. You know the whole gang's fucking out here. Uh, private Party in control for most of this match. Shockingly, uh, we haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of Private Party, but damn, it was nice to see them back tonight. They 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 looked excellent tonight. I must say. Uh, Penta fell off the top rope. He kind of botched that one, falls down, misses his move. It happens. Uh, Roosh comes out and ineffectively ineffectively interferes with the match. Uh, like I said, it was ineffective. The Lucha Bros end up winning the match anyway. It was a pretty solid match. You know, I really liked seeing Private Party. I have to say, it's been a while. They were there they at the beginning, and they kind of, I don't know, there's just so many great tag teams in AEW right now. They kind of got lost in the shuffle. They've probably been hanging around on Dark Elevation, which I just haven't been able to keep up with. There's so much wrestling. Uh, but yeah, I really liked... Uh, I really like seeing Private Party back. It was a great match between... Uh, I'm not... Okay, not a great match. Solid match. But they look good. Nice to see them back. Uh, but the finish did feel rushed. Rooshed. Huh? Do you get it? Get it? Roosh? Rooshed? Eh? Okay. All right. So that was the week in review of wrestling. Let's go to your favorite segment. Uh, the three stars of the week... Uh, what were my three favorite matches or wrestlers of the week? This week, we got three matches that I really enjoyed. Third star of the week is going to Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow in the TNT title match. This was excellent. I love these two. Uh, the chemistry that they had together it was an extremely enjoyable match. Uh, finally, seeing someone rip off the pockets of Orange Cassidy was really fun. Uh, second star of the week is going to John Moxley versus uh, Takeshka. I believe this was for the world title, even if it wasn't. This match was absolutely unbelievable i almost want to give just like the second star overall to takeshka uh because this guy has blown me away for the last couple weeks he had a banger last week with eddie kingston this is the second week in a row he's been into the three stars so great job another great match i like the eddie kingston one a little bit more uh but still an unreal match and then first star of the week if you haven't guessed it already, you got it right, baby. It's the AEW Tag Team title match this week. Absolutely ridiculous. We got new tag team champions and Swerve in our glory. Didn't see that one coming. The match was a house of fire. I absolutely 100% recommend if you are going to watch one show this week, do yourself a favor. Watch AEW Dynamite. It was an excellent show with a couple banger matches in it. All right, everybody. 
Uh, thank you so much for making it through another episode with me. That is your week in review. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, follow me on my YouTube channel, uh, GamerGX Videos. I have Let's Plays up there that I've just been kind of getting back into. I also have a library of almost 500 videos. I've been on YouTube since 2010, so I have an extensive library. So if you want some more content from me, go swing by my YouTube channel, hit the like button, drop a comment, tell me how much you love me, and I'll tell you how much I love you back. Uh, check out some of my Let's Plays. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been doing Resident Evil 7. Um, it's going okay. Um, I'm having, I'm not as good, maybe I should have done a game that I'm a little bit more familiar with, because I'm having my struggles with it. I'm dying a lot, I'm no good at the game, but I think it's semi-entertaining. So if you want some more content, it's the weekend everybody, what else are you doing? Go watch some YouTube videos, and if you're gonna do it, hit that subscribe button. I, I earned one subscriber this week, it's the first subscriber I've earned in like almost a year, it felt good. Okay, I'm gonna stop rambling. I, I literally can't even believe that I could sit here and talk for an hour and a half straight. It's fucking weird. I never talk this much, but I, I, it's a new skill that I apparently have. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, if, if you can, please uh, hit that five-star button on the podcast. Uh, download it. Tell your friends. If you know any friends that are interested in wrestling, uh, video games, or hockey, uh, tell them to come to the gamer to the, to the GX Hockey Plus cast. Uh, I got all the stuff. I'm going to be uh, putting up uh, as much content as I can. Uh, you should be able to expect at least a minimum of two podcasts a week. And I'll try my best to throw in as much extra podcast content that I can. Um, thank you guys so much again for listening. I love you. I will see you guys next week with another Wrestling in the Week review. I fucked up. I'm sorry.